All right. All right, dude. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You're back at it with the boys. Episode 36 oh, of Strange Range. What's going on, buddy? Dude, we're getting close to 40. That's yeah. what's fucking nuts, man. And uh, I think what they say is uh, by the 40th episode of your podcast, you finally kind of know what you're doing and hit, this, hit, hit your stride. Yeah. Unfortunately, it took us two years to get to 40, so well, <laughs> we're a little more practiced than uh, most 40 episodes in. Well, I'll tell you this. What's funny about that is we could use what every other podcast does. It's like, well, the pandemic... And then at the same time, it's like, yeah, but that didn't slow us down whatsoever. No, we were putting out more stuff at the beginning dude, of the we pandemic. Were, <laughs> dude, we had empty roads. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. I was looking at pictures, actually. I think they came up on uh, Facebook Memories the other day. Yeah. The first few. Uh, oh, no. I was going through an old card, and it had some videos from like the first the first episode we did here. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing, of course, from the very first episode we recorded. That one just was videos. completely. You've got video, yeah, and it had like it was just off the the GoPro audio. I think there's uh no, I've got video of <clears throat> like the very first one, yeah, like before we started. So there is GoPro because I ta- I actually took a hanger, I think, yeah, and then used that to tape to a doorknob, open the door, yeah. take the GoPro to that, <laughs> held the door at a certain angle so it was pointing in towards us, yeah, yeah, it was I mean, just super gorilla. <laughs> and our first sponsor, which uh. Actually, we haven't talked about it. Uh, So if you guys are OG fans, we were originally sponsored by, I'm just going to say kinda. We were sponsored by Micah, but we were sponsored by the Silver Bowl Bar, right? Mm -hmm. Silver Bowl Bar is no longer here. Yeah. Yeah. We did live streams. physically there, but it's not. I wonder if it's still going to be the Silver Bowl when they open it or if they're going to change the name. They're going to. Mm, they'll change it. Have you seen all the work they're doing out there? I haven't. There's like, like they got time. equipment that whole side field's all dug up right now. I think they're finally doing the stuff that Danette was talking about doing the last couple of years she was there. Yeah, that'll be crazy. Hopefully uh, they go through with like doing a music venue out there so we can like do some more events out there when they open again. That'd be kind of well. We'll see what happens. We'll, but, go, you know? we'll go to them for a sponsor. Yeah. Okay, so like I know you don't know this because like you don't live here, but uh, <laughs> we were sponsored by the original place in this property, so we'd like it's to continue. So facto, that. you inherited us. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll send you a check. Okay, so we got you're this behind idea. on payments. So two years ago, we, yeah, two years ago we came to this thing called Strange Fest, right? <laughs> Uh, no, think about that. That's actually a little memory lane thing we can go down. By the way, uh, sorry for my voice. This yeah. is pretty tasty, by the way. I'm is sipping it? on Zip a uh, Tamarack Sip and Go Naked Apricot Ale. Very fancy. It's pretty tasty. Nice. Uh, how potent, though, because Tamarack so only, makes strong ones. It's only 5%. Really? This one's uh, this one was I was partially my uh, part, of, uh, part of the reason I picked it. He's always <laughs> trying to get by on me. Uh, cool, because Hat Trick, that's what I had last episode. Hat Trick's mm. like, what, 8.7 8. or something? Oh, you got one. <laughs> this is the can from last episode. Uh, seven. This seven. one's seven. But they've got, they've got one that's h- higher. I think they got an Imperial IPA that's like... Almost nine or something like that. Well, they sell those in singles or in the uh, four-pack mm-hmm. 16-ounces. I tried once to drink a whole four-pack of those. I think the problem is they're so fucking smooth, dude. dude. Just, you drink them. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, yeah. a Fresh Haze IPA from Deschutes. Deschutes is an awesome one. From, uh, I think they're in Oregon, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's Oregon. I, I actually have... Uh, what's the soap company I bought them through? Oh, the Duke Cannon Soap. Mm-hmm. I got a Deschutes uh, uh, Fresh Squeezed Soap from them oh hell yeah dude. It's, it's pretty good it's pretty good I, uh, i've been to a lot of those bre- those breweries yeah when i first got out of the military my mom was like remember, like the moment i got home she's like what are you doing tomorrow and i'm like i gotta get up gotta do this this isn't she's like you want to take a week off and i'm like if i take a week off i'm gonna take a month off and yeah I'll take, I've, I've worked so hard for the last few years if i don't stick with it now that i'm out so like she's like okay well what do you like to do because we'll do cool shit while you're in your free time and i'm like 
And at this point, I just want to relax and have beer. And she's like, well, what's your favorite brewery? And I was like, oh, like right now it's like Lagunitas. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we'll go. She's like, when we figure it out, we'll make some time. We'll drive down there. And so like me, her, and uh, Jason, her boyfriend, we went to Lagunitas. We went all over. I've been to so many. And then we started going to Brewfest. I went to uh, Breast Fest in, I think, 2000. Nice. Like 17, maybe. Um, it was in uh, San Francisco, which I don't hang out in San Francisco. I, I, I can go for a weekend. Yeah. If there's a show involved or something, I'm going to skate the pier. Uh, but by Sunday, I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. I don't like big groups of people. Yeah. And then that, I mean, every place has its own culture. San Francisco is cool for a small amount of time. But I also haven't been back in years. I mean, I, I've been twice in like the last like 15 years, probably. And one was to go see Bad Religion, the adolescence. And then that breast fest thing. That was rad though, because all the money went to breast cancer and it was in an old, old hangar overhanging the ocean or the bay. And I went inside there and it was just hot chicks walking around, giving out free stuff. And then uh, there was probably 50 different breweries lying on the inside of the hangar. Hell yeah, Super that's cool. cool. Um, in fact, I got into, uh, God, I think it was Lagunitas did um, a run of these like pinup girl, old school, they look hand painted posters they'd give out. I saw them at so many brew fests that I went to Reno to one and uh, I rolled up and the guy goes, oh, there you are. And just hand me a stack. He goes, there's the new ones. <laughs> right and I, on. I had every single one of those. Oh, there I, you are. Yeah. I've been waiting for you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's rad. That's speaking of events like that, where we missed out on uh whitewater fest this year. Ah, uh, yeah. It just, yeah, it would, it would have been a good time. The weather's kind of not great right now and yada, 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 but that would have been, mm-hmm. that would have been pretty fun. Tyler's um, out there right now. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay, good. At least someone's out there. Yeah. Hopefully, he's getting some video. I want to see the wild mile. It's so cool to watch when uh-huh. when it's high, and it is fucking high. So, Brett and I just went for a big drive. You know, around uh, hit a bunch of the river accesses around here, like just before this episode, and it's big right now. That Fly water River is, is wide massive. and fast right now. Yeah. Oh man. So that would actually be because they do. We talked about this event a little bit. I think a couple episodes ago. But yeah, there's this section they call it the wild the wild mile, and they have a bunch of kayakers go down it for this festival. And I mean, you're just watching people wipe out left and right, and it's pretty cool. But I bet, I bet that's pushing, pushing right oh, now. Oh, dude! Oh, absolutely. You better have video of that. I'd love to raft it, man. Yeah, it'd be fun. I, I've done white water. Uh, shout out to everybody in Oregon. I did uh, the Rogue a couple times. I did Sac River. Did that in a, in a kayak. I did the Trinity in a kayak. But those were those are mellow. Yeah, the rogue is a little bit nuts uh, at, at moments. That's what I was telling my dad. So like, like coming up here, there's certain parts of like hunting and fishing that are just so much better than other places I've been. Where it's just like the cool shit you like about hunting and fishing. It's just condensed and mm-hmm. more of it. It's like and there's culture. It's like fuck yeah. But there's like one thing missing that I just didn't realize how lucky I was till later. It's fucking king salmon run, dude. I've got like I don't. My dad has pictures. He showed me. Of me at like jack size, like five years old, holding king salmon so big that I'm holding him above my head by the gills, and their tails are touching the ground. That's rad. You would walk up there, and there'd be 15 guys on one rock, and underneath it is cut out by the river for uh, after like thousands of years, yeah. right? So they're overhanging it, and you got like 10 dudes shoulder to shoulder on one, just like the shit we were rock hopping on today, mm. but an outcrop shoulder to shoulder because that's the fucking hole, mm. right? And everyone knows that they're all like middle aged dudes with their shirts off, and like. As you're walking up to that, there's always a tree that's all uh, limbed off. And, dude, there has to be like 20 pints of blood in the ground. It is blood mud because you got to yeah. cut the salmon and hang them. I mean, literally, it looks like a massacre. Like, 
it's it's insane. You yeah. walk out, you see all these dudes, and they got these fucking uh, these fishing rods that are dude like they look like three quarters. I mean, I was a kid, three quarters of an inch thick. Yeah, and they Some are mar man, dude. Yeah. bending these rods all the way over and just yanking out these two three yeah. foot looking salmon, gigantic. And then we go home. My mom, I love my mom, and like now she's better because now shout out to my mom just uh, went hunting and uh, yeah she's kicking ass out there. Uh, we'd come home. And we'd have this like huge salmon, and Dad would just start like Ricky from like Trailer Park Boys, just raking everything off the table and slam that salmon <laughs> up there. Blood's going everywhere. We're gutting it out, and dude, she'd come home like, "What the fuck, dude?" I have got very vivid memories yep. of that stuff when I'm a kid, like oh, yeah. getting home, yeah, just throwing them in the sink or whatever, yep, yep. <laughs> just tail and, and head hanging out over the sink and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, we'd uh, <laughs> we'd cut, you know, we'd fucking flay those things out or make steaks or just open them up and pack them full of lemons and butter yeah. and like dude it, we, I had huge chunks of fresh salmon every year growing up and I'm huge a beautiful pink salmon and then we'd smoke it my dad had like a 1950s looking uh, fridge all rounded metal clasp handle on it and stuff and it was just old rusty looking and you'd open it and he had taken uh, he had put racks in it and it had a, a burner a hot plate at the bottom and we put wood chips on it so we always made our own jerky and we smoked salmon dude it wasn't it it wasn't until I started going other places where I'm like dude that's just not a thing other yeah. places yeah no that's like high class eating yeah anyway, yeah dude. I never saw I never saw salmon as a fancy food until I uh Hang out with my mom's boyfriend. He used to be a chef. He would take me to these restaurants. He's like, "Nah, dude, like, you're gonna eat this." And you'd see salmon. It's like thirty dollars a plate for yeah. salmon. You're like, what? "What? No, no. You go down the river and yank those fuckers out." Mm. And it's like, "Oh no, that's unique to certain places." Yeah, we should take a trip to Washington around this time next year. Mm-hmm. So like my my all my family basically that's over on the Tlalip Reservation over there right now just started yep. posting pictures of like their first uh, salmon fry of the season mm-hmm. you know and they got you know just big sides of salmon on the the cedar sticks mm-hmm. leaning up against the fire the old school yeah the wind twos did that oh, in California so good. when I was at uh, Foresters they'd have events and they'd come out and they'd dig pits and yeah use cedar and stuff and yeah the, the sacks got salmon they're just not as big not as mm-hmm. plentiful and then plus like working with Bureau of Land Management up there I got a chance to see firsthand just people destroying spawning ground. Yeah. And then just like, I used to be able to like, I'd be, you know, rock hopping, going across creeks, trying to get to one spot to go drop some trees or something. And you would be able to see the spawning area and you'd see salmon coming through. And then it, literally over the course of a couple of years, it's just less and less. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. That's, I remember I, uh, I was at in Leavenworth, Washington one time when I was a kid. And uh, cause like I didn't do really much salmon fishing when I was a kid, a little bit, uh, once in a while with one of my uncles, we'd get on the boat and go out in the bay, Yeah, you know? Um, but like we, we didn't have salmon over here, you know, I was always fishing for trout and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was in Leavenworth one year and it was right during like the end of spawning season and went down to the river and there was just all these massive dead fucking salmon all over the beach. And I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever seen, you know, just from dying off yeah. after the spawn. You know? I'd see them in the, in Northern California, I'd see them in the creeks and the rivers all the time. Yeah. Um, not, not as much Southern Oregon, hmm. not as much. You wouldn't, I, yeah, actually, I remember like you'd see huge dead ones, man, just like in the water floating and stuff yeah. in Northern California. Yeah, I, I don't know why that is. Different times too. Actually, now that I think about it, those are two different eras. Yeah, you know the nineties versus the two thousands. Right? Huh. Well, and it, yeah, it's, I, I guess maybe they're making it out, but, but they start coming back upstream before they die, right? Like, cause they they'll get out to the to the ocean on the mm-hmm. coast. But they usually lay like eggs in the in the the streams up upstream from the ocean. Yeah, right? yeah. They they look for uh, gravel too. Yeah, that's the problem. If you um, 
if you have a, like a big mining thing come through, mm-hmm. the reason why they have like a Bureau of um, Reclamation, Reclamation, they, they cover anything that goes back into the soil or waterways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like they would be on sites because it's like, dude, if you like, you know, you're, you're dozing landings and new logging roads <clears throat> and you push that dirt into the spring, stream, if it fills in the gaps between the rocks, it, they can't lay eggs. They mm-hmm. won't do it. And so that's why they love gravel because gravel just has so much space in between. Mm-hmm. They just lay down, they use their tail, they whip a, you know, a crater in it and they lay all those eggs and it just has this fresh water going in between the cracks and the gravel. A little bit of protection. Small. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you get silt, that's what murders uh, um, spawning areas. And dude, like you, same thing would happen. Guys beating up banks that were having illegal groves in the forest up there. I dealt with that all the time. Yeah, and that's why and people don't understand that. But like, that's why there's a lot of times because uh, silt comes from a lot of places. Mm-hmm. But like road dust is a big one. Yep. Um, and people don't realize that when they're going past uh, some of these waterways, they'll have signs, you know, asking you to to slow down past these these sections. A lot of that has to do with the, you know, it's, it's shitty to drive through that dust, and you mm-hmm. think that that's the only impact. But when it's right next to a, a river bank like that, yep. it's, it's got to settle somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I yeah man because I, I want to do a little bit of salmon fishing up north here this year, but mm-hmm. that's going to be that's a different thing. That's those are, those are smaller, dude. Smaller salmon. I wonder if too if the, if that area in Oregon maybe you had more predators and so they were just more of that stuff was being eaten up before it was sitting around. I don't know. That definitely could have been it. I mean, there's there's black bears. I mean, there's not as much. mountain lions are the big one. Northern California, Southern Oregon, mountain lions are the huge one. Yeah. You know what's funny about California, right? Okay, so I did live there. There's a lot of funny shit about California. A lot of funny shit. (laughs) It's a a silly place. We talked about it today, too, because I moved there. Southern Oregon, even though it's close to California, that area is not, it's the exact opposite of Portland. It's the high desert. Excuse me. It's real, uh, it's way more right wing, I guess you could say. It's more right. Um, more, more of a blue collar area Super blue in collar. Yeah. Very spaced out. Like the way Montana feels when you start going through areas where it's just like you'll see a fucking farm or a house in the middle of nowhere stretched. Mm. A lot of that, um, like the elevation's higher than here, but we get more snow here. They get a lot of snow there, but it's just not as much as Montana. Mm. But it's, it's higher elevation. It's fucking cold in the winter. And... uh yeah, it, it, they see Montana, the, or sorry, they see California the same way as every other state does. And so then you just drive right over that border and it's the exact opposite. So I moved there and it was like, like I mean, it's, it's cool that I have more to skate. There's a skate scene. There's way more of a music scene. But these people, like, everyone's like, this is so cool. And it's like, yeah, but what about this, this, and this? And you have to deal with that. And they're like, well, yeah, but like, that's everywhere. And it's like, no, go mm-hmm. other places. Go live every place. And it's not like, it's, it's a weird Stockholm syndrome thing that you have in California where they yeah. deal with so much bullshit between the way, especially Northern California. Because like Northern California is, I'm, I'm going to say it for me at least, is like the better area. It's more blue collar. You have either farming or you have straight up mountains. Uh, there's, there's more stuff to do. There's more outdoorsy. But, and it, it's also, if you look at the voting maps, that whole section of the state is completely red. Completely red. Yeah. But the laws are made pertaining to the biggest population in Southern California. And every time they would pass something new, everyone in Northern California would be like, God damn it, dude. Like now we got, so I, I was a natural resources student. That was my major. And yeah, I, I worked for, you know, forest service, BLM and stuff. And like, I, I, I believe in conservation. Like I want my son to have what we have. Mm-hmm. So I just have always been into that. And, uh, Northern California sends a huge chunk of their drinking water to Southern California. That's a known fact, but most of it's done in aqueducts that are uncovered. Mm. 60% of that water evaporates before it gets there. That's crazy. And not only that, 60, 60%. Wow. 
That is of, I think, like 2016, 2017 was the last time I looked into it. And the reason they need it is because they've paved so much that Southern California is hydrophobic. Water, when it hits the ground, doesn't get to soil. It evaporates off the asphalt. It goes. I mean, it, That's wild. It's literally they've made they've their murdered it. They've murdered the <laughs> land and made it hydrophobic, yeah. and so that's what happens. And so living in, in Northern California, um, so the the aqueducts though, are they? I mean, are we talking about like big like on, the L.A. River style? Smaller, that's basically I'd say a smaller than that, but they just follow I five. Yeah, huh? That's crazy. You drive by them all the time. You never really notice that that's what's going on. Yeah, huh. uh, and living in Northern California, they had water patrol. So uh, I've talked about it before. It's like my favorite place I ever lived. Uh, in when I lived there, when mm. I was you know I was with my wife, we lived in uh, this place called Jones Valley. And it's a thirty minute drive from town down a, uh, an old road. It's <clears throat> all forested out, and then I don't know. There's just a neighborhood against this thing called Backbone Ridge. It's a little ridge, and it's just tucked in. There's like thirty houses, and we lived in there. Had chickens. I mean, it was awesome. You'd hear the coyotes howling at night, and like they were right next to the lake. It was yeah, cool spot. Rad. But uh, living that far out, you'd see. Uh, if you look at the map, so I lived in a town called the town. The main town is Redding, and I lived in this area called Jones Valley. But if you look at the map of the actual outline of the town of Redding, it is a big like square blob, whatever, and it has one lake, and it follows the road all the way to my house, that thirty-minute road, and then it blurbs out in the neighborhood. So technically, I was still in that town, even though I was thirty minutes from it. Yeah, huh? And so I'd wake up in the morning, dude, and like I'd make myself some coffee. I mean, we were we were poor. Poor college students back then, living in the middle of the woods. I, I jet boiled my coffee every morning in my kitchen, and I'd walk out, feed my chickens. I would look, and I would see these city trucks driving through our neighborhood, checking to see if our sprinklers are on. That's they would come fucking crazy. They man. would come up to your house. I had to go up a driveway, around through it, up against this ridge to For get a to problem mine. that's not yours, not ours. <laughs> that's nuts. Dude. We lived next to a lake. And so like, and they would check our meters and usage and what they had done for a while is they were finding people saying, if you go above this or we see your sprinklers running, any of that stuff, you're going to get fined. So everyone eventually as a community came together and found a way to not use as much water, right? They took the amount that we made that year. The next year, if you went above that, it was a fine. Dude. Every time we did good, they like would a corporate budget. A hundred percent. Damn. So you got to just keep going up. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> what dude. are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, that's that's an issue. I'm so glad we're not dealing with here. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's the weirdest thing. I remember just being like, like it sucks here. There's cool parts of it, but I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah, you know, I was only there from like I moved there for six months. And I was 15 and a half, probably moved back to Oregon because I was like, I don't fit in here. I went back to Oregon and I was like, okay, this, I've left for a reason. Went back to California. And I was there from 17 to 20. And then went and did the whole military thing. Came back. I had I had like two or three different places I was going to go. Uh, I had buddies that were get, that got out ahead of me. And they're like, oh, I'll move up to my buddy Cantrell. was like, me and my dad just started a company. But we need another worker. Like, get out. Move up here to Indiana. You can do your GI Bill and go to college if you want. Like, But work this job with us and you can be a part of it. And then like, I was like a month and a half out but from, from getting out. And it was like, oh, man, you ready to do this? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm super excited. Oh, yeah. And it was like, started getting this vibe. And I'm like, Same hey, man, happened. if you're not super into this, I can't commit my entire life to it. And he's yeah. like, oh, times are a little weird right now. And I was like, okay, can't do that. Yep. My buddy Kozna, same thing. We're going to... Uh, Gats to bounce. He talked me into actually going to... He wanted me to go to Riverside where he lived, which is kind of close to LA in that Southern California. He's like, dude, I know you don't like the city. Come up here and go to college with me. Look, dude, we'll, we'll hang out with chicks. You get to live this thing. And then you can go live in the middle of nowhere if you want. And I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. Let's do mm-hmm. it. You know, two buddies, like, we'll go to college together you know, near the city. And then last minute, he's like, I am not moving out of my mom's house. 
I'm going to go to college, but I'm not moving out. I'm saving so much money living at mom's house. And I was like, God, he's like, you can move in. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so I went back to Northern California. And yeah, as soon as I got there, I set up a multi-year plan and I was going to move somewhere and I was going to go to college so I could make the money to make the move. And I just started doing it the next day after I got out and I went a bunch of different places. Um, my buddy, Rich, um, he, uh, I went and visited him in, uh, Vancouver, Washington. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, he lives out in the country out there. He's got a big piece of land out That's there. That's a pretty area. Huge barn, like two story house, but the one story's underground. And oh, right on. And he's got like a four car garage somehow that he turned the whole thing into a bar. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, dude, Rich Hell is awesome. Yeah. Rich is my boy. But uh, I checked that out and then it was just too close to Portland. Yeah. It was too much. I mean, like, the traffic is certain. T- I don't, I don't want to deal with traffic, none of that stuff. And I just went to different places. And then, yeah, I, uh, my buddy Rem came up here and I'm not talking shit. You know, but Rem stayed home longer than most of us did, and we had problems holding down a job. And he just, he just Rem. You know, like he wasn't a bad guy. He just didn't hold jobs very well. And, and his parents are very supportive, which is a good thing because a lot of people don't have that. Yep. But he out of nowhere took off to Montana, and I remember being like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Are you sure though?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "We don't know anybody up there." And he's like, "Yeah, but I'll make friends." I'm like, "But you know what I'm getting at." And, and he to his credit, it. that boy has acclimated himself oh my into God. his culture yeah. quite well. Dude, he came <laughs> he up there. He knows everybody that I know. Worked the park for the whole season and then came back to where I was living. And I'm like, so how'd it go? And he's like, it's awesome. I'm like, what are you doing now? He's like, well, I'm applying for the next season. And he did it again. And I'm like, dude, like if it's as great as he says, and Rem's flourishing up there, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'll go look. And that uh, huge like 300,000 300, acre fire started near my town and burnt into my town. Yeah, that's- My homies lost their houses. Like... And uh, I went and talked to my boss, and I'm like, hey, I'm not going to fight this fire. I'm going to do the rehab, right? Like, that's, that's getting set up. And he's like, absolutely. Fuck yeah. We need a team going. Like, you're going to help run the rehab for it. And I'm like, well, I got to wait for this to burn out, right? And he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, can I take a week off? I have time. And he's like, where are you going? And I was like, Montana. I didn't know he was from Libby. Oh, yeah. And he goes, you better fucking come back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not coming back. <laughs> Dude, for real. And I'm like, wait, why? And he, goes, and he told me he's like, from Libby. He's like, you're coming back. I swear to God, you better come back. I, I, we just talked about it. I need you for this. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I went up and I stayed one night in a hotel uh, near downtown at the, like, the Holiday Inn or something like that. And then I spent five days in a hammock at fucking Ashley Lake. Every day, I, I no service. I'd wake up, get out of the hammock, cook breakfast for my family. We'd drive into town, I'd hit one food spot and go check out a different spot. And we'd do that, come back and just have a fire, have beers next to the lake. I just did that for five and days. And you just realized that it sucks so bad mm-hmm. here. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, in at Delaware, least, you right? know, like you, it's nice to know that you're at rock bottom, you rock know, because bo- it can yeah. only go up. It's just, it's so bad here. You're yeah. at rock bottom. Yeah. So then I went to Delaware, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's just the place to be. Hi, I'm in Delaware. In Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, we got to get some mud on the fucking Jeep tires today. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. I think that was, uh, I think we should do warm ups to the podcast. Mm-hmm. That was a good way to go. That yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. He comes over and he's just like, uh, he's like, hit me up, like, what should we do? Because we wanted to get something done before we did the podcast, just so we're not just working our asses off and, you know, relaxing too much on the weekend. And then it was like, well, let's go get, let's go down to the Columbia, get a beer, and we'll talk about it. So we go down there, we get a PBR, sitting in the little blue collar baller downtown. Well, the river's wide and I'm like yeah and he's like well, let's go let's go to blanket ship I'm let's like fuck luck. it let's go got a couple more beers went up there checked that out and made it to the park yep it was fucking really big really fucking big I was bummed we didn't see any animals while we were out though surprising yeah I saw some deer 
Did there you? was a couple of years on the side of the road, but they were mangy looking, nasty things. God, I need to get stem cells <laughs> in my rats. fucking eyeballs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you I'd be a much better. You gotta hunter. start making some podcast money so we can fix them eyeballs. Oh, I was gonna say that before too. If we ever can we get doing, an eyeball sponsor, dude. Who do we got? We used to get Somebody. Joe Rogan as a sponsor. Yeah. So like once a year he can come hang out and just like you know in, he's got a fanny pack fucking, full of them. Yeah, elk, elk stem cells into your eyeballs oh, or something, dude. I'll start just getting calves and snapping spines and drinking the marrow. Whatever I gotta do, man. I'm all sick. My fucking arms fucked up. Goddamn. Our boy Chrissy D finally did Rogan. Right, so I didn't watch it all. I did get a chance to watch a clip uh, when he told the story of the 9/11 and him getting kicked out of school. Mm. Yo, Chrissy, go close, yeah. go lock the door, dude. <laughs> Dad, fuck, man, that was cool. Not, I mean, that guy is so far above us in his career. You know, I Chrissy. mean, he's a he's a fantastic. I mean, he's a. I love his comedy anyway. Absolutely, his podcasts are great. Um, but it was he still feels kind of like reachable. Like he's the kind of guy we could hang out with. You Absolutely. Know? Oh, especially listening to Chrissy Chaos. Yeah. I think it's cool though, like having listened for a while now and he's been talking about wanting to get on Rogan uh-huh. and like you hear him because he's such an insecure dude. Oh my, he's you know, so and I feel big, bad for not him. The, the, like for real, he's a big, like good looking dude. He's got a good looking wife. He's got a good career. And then, yeah, he's just, I think that's from having a, like an aggressive dad and a religious mom. He, I mean, he breaks all that shit down on that episode. It's crazy. I listened to the whole thing. It took me a while, but, <laughs> but it was cool for that reason. Uh, cause I remember him asking a couple of his buddies, like, how do I know if I finally get to sit down with Rogan, how do I know that it's going well? And he goes, well, you make it past three hours. <laughs> I think it was Mike Cannon. He was talking to at the time. He's like, you make it past three hours. He's like, if you if your episode's not three hours long, you're fucking tanked, bud. Dude, <laughs> it was three and a half hours at the end of it. It was three and a half hours. Hell yeah, and he asked, cause I, I was thinking that in my head when I saw it, as soon as I saw the episode come out, I looked at the time. Because I remembered him asking that question. I was like, ugh, good for you, bud. And at the end, Joe's wrapping it up. And he goes, hey, how much time do we do? And Joe's like, oh, I don't know. It had to have been at least at least three hours. He's like, Jamie, how, how, what do we do? Oh, three and a half hours. He's like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good for him, dude. Yeah. That's a real thing, too. Because I remember the first time I heard, uh, I used to listen to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I started in like the late 400s maybe 500s because i definitely remember the 666 episode and mm-hmm. all that stuff but uh i used to listen to every one of them and i remember the first time he had like a one hour and 10 minute episode and i was like wait what what he's rap what and i was into it too and it was a girl who was a sex worker who didn't have sex with people she would like do dick pic ratings okay she was mean uh-huh and then she would also uh take phone calls from people and just berate them it got to the point where she was telling more and more what she gets paid to do and how certain people, it just snowballs with this like uh, being abused. And they were all very uh, successful businessmen. She said one guy, one guy filmed himself doing something gay, I think, and took a picture of it, sent it to her, gave her the logins to his emails and goes leak it to everyone. Whoa. And she did it. And he had to be like, I don't know what's going on. Like someone hacked my, and he dealt with the situation and that was his kink. Wow. That's Being, putting yeah. yourself on a lot of shit. Dude. I think, I think she mentioned like business shit. Probably had a wife. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he did. Dude. Yeah. And so like she was, just, and she was like, dude, I'll be at the store, like looking through racks of clothes and out of nowhere, I'll just answer the phone. I'm like, oh, I talked to my girlfriend who's with me. Like, oh, hold on a second. And then just be like, what's up, you piece of shit? Like, just go off on him, you small. What are you doing? Touching your dick, you fucking gross fucking pervert. Yeah. And like, she had made so much money. And this was probably like six years ago is when this was on. 
And then he killed it after like an hour and ten minutes, and I was like, "What? I gotta." I, she's telling some secrets. Yeah, like, I'm I, like I'm a drama queen, dude. I, I like these juicy give, details. Give me that tea. Give me that tea. <laughs> but yeah, he killed it. I, that was like the first time, and then that's when people started kind of talking about it a little bit. And now it's because it's in the thousands. It's like, fuck. I mean, a yeah. Lot. Check how many. It's, it's well. It's well above hundreds above a thousand. Because I remember when he hit a thousand, and I'm like, that's impossible. And then um, we started doing our podcast, and I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> listening to one that's like a couple weeks old, and it there, it's at 1809. Uh, the new ones. Eight. He's almost at two thousand. Wow. Yeah, and that that one's probably that's the pod father, ago. dude. Let me see here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at 1825 with the one he just put out on Friday. 1825. That's wanna, insane, dude. So have you been tracking Bobby Lee and Brennan Schaub? Something going on? Oh, bad. Really? Bad, bad. So, and it, it exposes the Rogan ring. Okay. So I, this is the thing. This happens. Or there's this ring of people around Rogan mm-hmm. that he has brought up. Yeah. And then now everyone knows you don't disrespect the ring of Rogan because like, if you can get in on his podcast, it'll make your career. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like, the, that's why Chrissy D was so like needed to get on that show. That's how oh, yeah. like comedians are made that way these days. It's crazy. Now I believe. And not just comedians, of course, but no, but lots of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, people that are selling books, mm-hmm. like people that are trying to get published that are really smart scientists yeah. that just can't get out there. Yeah. Um, but I truly believe because Rogan just doesn't care mm-hmm. about anyone's problems. He reminds me of Brandon that way. Because there are times when I talk to Brandon, I'm like, oh, dude, I was going. There. He's like, no, no, I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about it. Let's have this beer. Let's not talk about it. Let's, let's, nope, let's not get on that. I feel like Rogan kind of like, without saying it, feels that way about other like, He's just in his own lane so much. So I think it's happening around him and he doesn't give a shit. Doesn't even like, he's not making it happen. Yeah. It's just like an yeah, a, a organic yeah. thing that's happening around him. Right. And I don't think that he tries to, to, to do that. I just think it's happening. I think the guys around him are trying. Mm-hmm. All the other guys, I think there's a lot of people that are feeding on him. Yeah. And Brandon oh, yeah. Schaub was one of them. Yeah. And he was two years in and got a Stars uh, special, a Showtime special, a comedy special. Most guys takes 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he, it, it's fucking horrible. And then he just put out another one like five years in. But I used to listen to all his podcasts and stuff. And after a while, I, I really, it took a couple of years to really figure out who he is. And then like, I don't listen to it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what happened was, is that they're, Brennan is suing YouTubers for making videos on what he's doing. He's getting caught, like, hating on bitches. He's married, as kids. Uh, Interesting. Because I know him and Santino are homies, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Santino's talked a little shit about him. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I mean, he sees through it. But they, mm-hmm. they do. I mean, he, he's done Whiskey Ginger several times. At least twice. Well, the thing is, is Shab is so successful. Yeah, he's got this huge, huge following. So it blends over to this. Um, I don't know if it was on Tiger Belly, but uh, uh, God, what's her name? Um, uh, His woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, K something. Fuck, I can't. Starts with a K. Uh, right? uh, shit. It's a cool Kalila. name, Kalila. <coughs> <coughs> I'm sick. Cut me a break. <laughs> so Kalila was on a podcast with two other uh, female comedians and they were talking that trash a, Tuesday something, yeah. but they were talking about this thing that happened. And like, she was like, this guy is coming at me. Cause I said something about him calling me and trying to bang me. And it was Kalila uh, saying that. Uh, the other girls go, "Oh, does his name rhyme with, his name rhyme with like Brandon Brob?" You know? <laughs> so they've all dealt with it. So they, they made it very yeah. obvious. And then yeah. that girl was like, "Well, there's a certain shitty comedian." And Kalila goes, "Okay, I know exactly who you're talking about." 
And she goes, I was at the, she goes, I, as a good comedian who's made my way up, she's like, I was at the, you know, hanging out at the comedy store and he was, and I saw his truck. I'm like, that's a cool truck. And he was like, you should come out there with me right now. And she's like, are you really going to try to make me suck your dick in your truck? Like you have a wife and kids at home. They said it on the podcast. So Shab countered and uh, she was very reluctant to say it at first, but pretty much he threatened to sue her. So. It got uh, something happened to Bobby and Kalila because she's the man of that relationship. Got fucking pissed, and they went on the H three podcast that that big one, and that dude that runs it was like looking at her, going like, "No, we don't like him. No one actually fucking likes him. They know he's in the Rogan ring, and you have to be nice to him, or you can get canceled. Pretty much the sub cancel comedy thing." Yeah, and he goes, "Fucking say it." And he goes, "Bobby, what happened?" And Bobby's like, "Look, guys, I, look, we just dealt with all this." What you said on the podcast, it's been a bit, and we're we'll not fucking doing it. And she goes, Bobby, say it. And he goes, or he like finally Damn. goes, he does fuck it. All right. You mentioned all that shit, and I didn't deny it. Uh, Brian Callen, and he said other people on the line, which means Brandon Schaub. Mm-hmm. And they nod, there was a nod towards possibly Rogan, which I don't think so, but called him and fucking cussed him out, threatened him, told him they're going to take his fucking career. That all this shit, that you pretty, he said that like it all was based around that you need to get your fucking bitch in line. All this shit, like fuck it, dude. It was a, and he was like, I was bawling because he's very, he's he's not a fighter whatsoever. He's a very like sensitive guy, and he was like, I was crying, and then like Kalila saw it and was like, Who did this to you? And then like, so they, if you watch, I'll, I'll send it to you. I wouldn't fight her. No, no. <laughs> they they said everything that happened, and she opened up and said everything that happened. Yeah, I gotta watch that. That's crazy. I have a hard time believing that Rogan would be involved. That's in what that I think directly. too. I think yeah. it was. I think it was Brian. I think it was the fucking guys from uh from fighting the kid. Yeah, Brian yep, and that's Brian. kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, huh. that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> There's a poor Bobby he's just got drama going on around him all mm-hmm. the time he brings some of it on himself a good portion of it but like of course that man's already he's a shock comic yeah and he's he, but he's already like he's got a hard enough time with himself <laughs> you know yeah I can't imagine uh, being that guy and damn. dealing with myself damn buddy yeah so that's been going on and then uh oh I'm guessing that the Whitewater Fest isn't going too good. I just got a text from Tyler. He's like, I'm fucking over this. Uh oh. Yeah. I wonder if. Yeah. Some, huh. I think that's what's going on. Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like that's been a thing. And then I, I listened to Fighter and the Kid, and they, uh, they came out with an episode in the very beginning. No intro, nothing. It's just Brian Cowan going, Look, I heard what was said on H3 podcast. That phone call was made. And he goes, and, uh, Dude, I really think that he was covering for Brandon. He goes, I did it. Hundred percent, I called him. He goes, "I've we were on Mad TV together. I've known him for like thirty years." Oh, I He's like, about "That's that, me yeah. yelling at a friend because I thought he was picking on my friend." He goes, "I've known him longer than any of you even think you know him. I know him for real. It's been thirty years. I called and cussed him out. I was emotional. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I was not trying to bully anybody, but I, I thought he was doing because what they did was there's a Reddit that is there's a full huge like hundreds of thousands of users on this Reddit page." And it's all making fun of Brendan really bad going after him bad and like posting everything he's done and like screenshots of all the chicks that he's been like aggressively fucking going after and shit. And so he was trying to sue those people. And then apparently one of the threats that was made was Brendan said that he got a specialist. He's not, he has CTE really, really bad, 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 right? Yeah. And, and so he said he got a specialist to look into it, and they found out that their IP address is coming from Tiger Belly. Now, 
the H3 guy goes, okay. And Bobby's like, I, because Kalila's like, Bobby can't even fucking yeah, I can't use an iPad, right? Yeah. And Bobby's like, I have to get everyone to do that for me. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how to do that. And then the guy goes, listen, that's not real. He goes, people yeah. that say sentences like that are just letting you know they don't know about technology. He goes, hold on, hold on. And he yells at his producer and gets him to get on a mic, goes, listen, you know this shit. And he goes, yeah. And he's like, what does that sound like? He's like, it sounds like someone doesn't know what they're talking about. Oh, no, dude, that's a, it's exactly the same thing as fucking <laughs> when, when UFC was talking about fucking shutting down people that were trying to stream fights. Yeah. Dana's like, oh, yeah, we'll catch your IPs. No, you're not. Uh-uh. No, you won't. Oh, <laughs> no, you fucking won't. It's the same fucking thing. It's the I same fucking meathead like, bullshit. They're like, ah, computers. Mm-hmm. We got it. Yep. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. As soon as, uh, dude, I was like, come get it, Uncle Dana. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I streamed the next fight. <laughs> Allegedly. So, but, so that's like a big thing that's been going on. And then, and then, so I was like, well, how's Rogan's got to comment on it somehow? And then uh, Lex Friedman had a, uh, an episode of his podcast. Have you ever listened to Lex Friedman? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he had Bobby on. And he did. Yeah, he was actually just on Rogan last week. That guy is the most intelligent man in the world. Mm. <laughs> like, he's so smart. Yep. Um, anyway, so he had Bobby on there and was asking Bobby certain things. And like, on Lex's podcast? Yeah. Okay. He goes, why haven't you been on Rogan? Dude, just straight cut and dry to the point. And he goes, well, I would do it if you wanted me. And he goes, I know, Joe. He goes, and by the way, you're my favorite comedian. And he goes, you can Damn. be on there anytime. And he's like, I feel like I need him to ask me. And he goes, I talked to Joe. He has asked you. And he goes, well, he goes, you need, he goes, you need him to force you, right? And now, because me and you know so much that we've listened to Bobby talk so much, that's 100% true. Yeah. Well, not only, there's this whole... <laughs> And maybe this is one of those things that is mostly entertaining to us and a handful of other podcasters that listen to us. But there's like, there's definitely this like just web of people that are so connected in Mm -hmm. one way or another. And sometimes they're not directly connected to each other, but like Brendan does podcast with Chrissy D. Chrissy D does podcast with, with Bobby. I mean mm-hmm. like, you know, like that shit's all fucking. Oh dude, we go even farther. You got fired in the kid, yep. which is Brendan and Brian. Mm-hmm. Well, Brendan also does uh King and the sting, mm-hmm. which I actually look out. I, I saw it. I'm like instant money grab, mm-hmm. but, but I love Theo Vaughn with a co-host. Yeah. I used yeah. to, I, I had to stop listening to this past weekend. Cause when I worked for Bureau Land Management, I would like, I had, I covered four counties and I worked alone most of the time, unless I was on a project with yeah. like, I'd work engineering and shit, but I was alone. So I would drive with headphones in county to county and then like dude driving across counties and then going into the woods and hitting dirt roads. Mm-hmm. And then like, so I'd listen to like five podcasts a day and uh, I would listen to his Theo, but I, I, I'm worried that Theo's going to kill himself. And he's going to be one of those Mark Twainish kind of guys where like he dies and everyone goes, oh my God, he's a genius. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mish Hedberg. Yeah. Absolute genius. Yep. But we didn't really know it until after yeah. he died. I knew he was just a weird fucking guy yeah. I like to listen to say odd sentences, you know? <laughs> if you listen to Theo's podcast by himself, yeah. it is, I mean, it's it's all him just trying to, he's speaking to himself the whole time, really, and just trying to figure out how to deal with being sad mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And after a while, man, it brought shit out of me and I just had to back off. But Theo with a co-host is just, he does bits, he... he you, he gets to feed off somebody else. You have rappers who write stuff and make albums, and you have underground rappers who are known for freestyling, and it sounds better than the shit on the radio. Mm-hmm. Theo is a freestyle comedian. Yeah, he makes up shit on the on the go, and all his podcasts with a co-host is my by far the funniest, way better than any of his fucking uh, specials. Mm-hmm. But and he's got some good stand up. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a great stand. But I agree. Yeah. You know, there's that one bit where he like he he does a little one liner and it's all like quiet and he goes, Well, my cousin, you know, went to LA and visited and got bit by a gay guy. <laughs> so we'll see. Like just so fucking funny and so good, dude. Um so but then even that. Chris D'Elia uh-huh. is attached to Brand, uh, Brian Callen. Now he got directly. attached to Brendan. Then he got his own podcast. Mm-hmm. He got canceled. Now it's the king, the sting, and the wing. And the wing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is, yeah. And then they have, uh, what is the guy from Workaholics that's been on uh, Bobby's Friend? He's been on um, Bad Friends a couple times. Eric Griffin. Yeah, yeah. So he's the sing. Mm-hmm. He's just not on the show all the time. So yeah. he's on is the king, the sting, the wing, and the, sti- and the sing. Uh-huh. And then... They say it's because they got tired of like dealing with like uh, promotions and stuff and ads. They now do this is new. They do one episode free one week, and the next week only Patreon. So now I only get an episode every two weeks unless I subscribe to their Patreon. And Interesting. Pay. Do what you got to do, I guess. You know, for sure. Do, do for how, sure. however you're gonna make like because. Man, I keep bringing him up, but Chrissy D's doing like his special in parts. He put mm-hmm. he put out especially actually on Netflix, and he put part of it on Netflix. On, Kudos on, to him uh, to sticking to his brand and naming it that. Fuck yeah, and and not taking any notes from Netflix mm-hmm. and still getting that deal done. Oh, yeah. And working out the fact that he got what five minutes to put on YouTube and another ten minutes to put on his Patreon, which is that so shit I love. smart. That so shit smart. I fucking love. Use Patreon. He that's exactly the right way to use that shit. Did you see uh, what how much money he made from his um his Netflix special? Huh. He owed 18 bucks. <laughs> oh, I'll be yep. on this week's episode. <laughs> dude, dude, for real though, that was like a real thing. Yeah, like he uh, he paid so much because he originally was going to put it on YouTube. Yeah. And I thought it was awesome that Netflix didn't make him cut it out at the very end. He's like, this is going on YouTube. Uh-huh. He's like, or Netflix, so they'll buy it. If you'll buy it. And they did. Yeah. yeah. But he still, yeah, he, he owed talked 18. shit about Netflix that whole special. I thought it was great. Great comedy, dude. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. People don't. Yeah, I don't know. The response to him is not as good as I feel like it should be, but he's great. He's great. That's all I'm saying. We're giving that guy his flowers. Oh, yeah. Give him a rose while he's still alive. <laughs> yep. uh, I can't wait for Santino to have a stand-up special. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's going to have one on Netflix pretty soon because mm-hmm. him and Bobby did whatever with for Netflix last month. Uh, Netflix is a joke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of people did. Uh, Eliza Schlesinger did one. Um, yeah, I think she's like Lotto. She's one of those people that I think is a Netflix comic. You know, obviously she she sells out her shows. Yeah. But like Netflix is kind of, I feel like such a big part of, I played a big part in her, in her career. Uh-huh. And there's a few people like that. And yeah. it's interesting that that's like, there's so many different avenues you can go now. Well, no, Rogan had a hand in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first special that she had on, uh, on, Netflix, <clears throat> on Netflix had the story of the lying boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was like her biggest bit. It's her, the machine. Mm-hmm. But she yeah. told it on Rogan the first time. And then she just told him the story. It wasn't a bit. Uh-huh. And he was like, you need to make that into a bit. And then within a year, she had a Netflix special, and that was her closer. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's good. That man makes careers, dude. Dude, oh my God, man. Absolutely. Insane. He's got his fingers in everything, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So we got to we gotta hit up Uncle Joe. Fucking hey, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Maybe once we got uh, got that black rifle up here, maybe he'll uh, swing up at some point. I'm we'll going open day. Fuck yeah. I've Fuck been drinking yeah. black rifle coffee. Says it came in plain bags, and a, uh, Evan Hafer was bagging it in his garage. I haven't seen the work order come through yet, but I know that we're doing some of the stuff for that building. We'll probably do too. the trusses. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fucking sick. I want to see, dude. I want to see all of them, man. Like, I want to see Jared, Matt, Best, Evan. Like, like, so I used to listen to Drinking Bros podcast, and that is another podcast that was just the shit ahead of its time. 
and then they just black rifle became too big of a thing and they couldn't be doing what they were doing anymore because they were it was fucking brutal it was a badass podcast yeah but i want to see all those guys they made uh, a couple movies too it was really good uh speaking of things that i'm working on so we talked a little bit on the last episode about that baseball stadium we're getting up here yes so it's the range riders i believe is the name of the team yeah they played their first game last uh sunday and it was on youtube live streamed which is cool oh, yeah let me know when that's happening yeah i will uh and it was it was against a team in colorado so i, I gotta look how big oh, this they league traveled is to the yeah. first game? really yeah well because their stadium's not done yet i know but i mean it's just I, still, I don't know if it it's just out cool to know schedule, that but yeah, yeah it's they're a traveling. fucking I dude, baseball is the only sport I played team wise yeah. like for a long time. I love I, baseball. Going to baseball games is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I I don't watch very much baseball on TV every once in a while. Yeah, but I love going to games and I keep up like I I keep up with the Mariners, you know, and like watch for team news and stuff like that and follow free agency a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I just don't don't follow baseball as tightly as I used to. But going to games is a great time, regardless. You oh, know, yeah. so those we're gonna go to. But yeah, their first game, um, they played colorado real quick fact uh for any of the fans out there uh if i'm right me and you both saw mark mcguire hit one of his home yep. runs during the run mm-hmm. i saw him hit one of the dodgers i had to lean around a pole but i saw it yeah you got yep. to see I one saw of the kids seattle too. yep right go ahead that's yeah. just a cool ass super fact. fucking cool how weird is that, that yeah. you're from a completely different area than i am yeah we somehow end up in the same state we're on a podcast together that's why sports we bo- are so fucking cool dude like there's a lot of things, but but I mean that's just a huge coincidence. Yeah. We both at different times mm-hmm. saw Mark McGuire hit one of his famous home runs. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, but so yeah, I watched this game and I, I I didn't realize that it was streaming until the end. Of, it was I think it was the ninth inning. They were up fifteen to zero. That stadium was empty because everybody went home. No, there shit. was like fuck, man. There's probably six people sitting in the stands because they're just them? getting stomped on. Yeah, yes, yeah, so they might be a good team. Like if we if we have a good baseball team in town, I want to go to the dope, games, dude. Want to go yeah. to the games for sure. I saw pictures of because uh, like a couple Dicks. of my guys went, yeah, a couple of my guys got <laughs> naked. Uh, went on a delivery and dropped off some of the countertops I cut for them because we're doing all this stuff in the in the box seats and uh, took pictures of the field. It is nice, dude. It's really really nice. So I'm excited about that, man. Yeah, I'm gonna the, buy a jersey. Oh, I I have to 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, this is the thing, like, because you know, like, I, I love playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I can't wait till next winter. We're doing this again. Mm-hmm. Like, that night with Colton, me and Colton played for, what, three hours, maybe? Three, four hours on, oh, this, yeah. on this chunk of ice, slamming into each other, hitting each other with pucks, like, dude, like, doing good shit. And Chase is just, he made a couch in, like, so I made a, a huge <sighs> semicircle in like, a couple feet of snow, put a fire pit in the center, and then on the edge of the semicircle, Chase just ran and drove his ass into it, and it was like, I made a couch. Uh-huh. And sat there, like, slamming beers by the fire, like, we had music going. But I love playing hockey. But there's something else about baseball with me. And I put a glove on and the smell of the glove. If I'm near a field and the moment they start wetting the fucking dust down and it's just like, it, it dude, it brings it all It feels like back. fucking bald eagles flying over you. Dude, you 100%. Know? It's and fucking American. At one point I had my dad as a coach and literally it was my dad and a friend from work that were slamming beers in the parking lot and we go to the elementary school to practice and I literally remember this all, dude, like I'll never forget it being a little kid and my dad being like, all right, son, this was to you. And I'm wearing like black sweatpants and like a shirt that said uh, web asphalt. And it was like eight sizes too big. And that was my jersey. <laughs> and my dad throwing this ball up to himself and driving it at me. And it hit me in my upper teeth. And that happened all. And he'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Hands up, boy. Like, I got no slack as being the coach's son whatsoever. Hands up, boy. <laughs> That's one thing I, I always noticed doing youth sports was the 
like you'd expect the the coach because the coach's son's always on the team. Mm-hmm. Like that's why he's coaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you'd kind of expect him to get the special treatment. That kid always got fucking ran. Mm-hmm. It's that from my experience. I'm sure other people have other experiences on that shit. But I mostly played with like the same coaches through most of my like youth sports yeah. time too. You know, and so I was playing like mostly the same kids, which is pretty cool. But yeah, like I remember fucking Jesse was that was the kid, and he was always just he had to work four times as hard as anybody <laughs> else. Just the dad wouldn't make him walk home. Did you play t ball? <laughs> No, I didn't play t-ball. Okay, so I played I played every level of it like growing up, and so I started. I played basketball mostly, but oh, basketball and football. Sad story, but I, I was on a basketball team once, and my dad was like, "All right, check it out. I got you set. Sixth grade, got you set up. You're gonna be on this basketball team. You're gonna show up this time, and you're gonna walk yourself there. But you're you know, you're gonna be on this team. I'm like, cool. I show up for practice. They're like, hey, you Jackson. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, just let them know that we're we're cool with that sponsorship thing you said for your payments. Um, and we'll just we'll handle that later. And I'm like okay all right and then i played basketball for like a week or two and like after like a week the coach was like hey man you're actually kind of picking it up like you're starting to like figure out the rules and all that i'm like oh right on i have never been a basketball guy and he's like have your dad call me and i was like all right okay and then out of nowhere i found out my dad was like all right you're gonna take my son and then we'll defer the payments i'll just have my job sponsor and they'll pay for it like after a couple weeks they're like you gotta go home damn so that you, was you my didn't get bas- to finish it nope Fuck. that was my basketball career that sucks but uh <laughs> could have uh, been a baller could have dude swoosh yeah <laughs> rashid wallace but <laughs> but uh yeah baseball i played a lot of baseball but like in t-ball the none of the, the most of those kids aren't going to play another season mm. all right once you get a little bit past a couple years in then those kids are going to play every year and the baseball kids with the fucking flippy hair and the goofy hats yeah 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 that shit yeah <laughs> yeah that gets towards why i didn't play anymore but uh uh no so but in t-ball you'd have these kids that were just stuck there because they were assholes at home that's what it was and they're like well get them on this team it's super cheap and it was like the suburban little league fucking league and like uh there was two brothers that were twins and one of them would just go in the outfield and sit and dig and my dad would have to like put his beer down and run out there and oh yeah, yeah go get him and the other one would sing and just rock out. But he would sing Cat Scratch Fever, but he didn't know that was the lyrics. He'd sing Back Scratch Fever. And Still good. That's a good melody. Little tiny <laughs> tech engine. <laughs> back Scratch Fever. And like my dad would be like, keep your eyes on the fucking ball. I like Back Scratches, okay? Dude, oh yeah. But dude, I, there's nothing as satisfying as seeing a kid catch a line drive to the face. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> when it's not you, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, you played uh, ba- uh, basketball? A lot of basketball. In fact, I did a. I played because I played basketball every year from like first grade to into high school. That's and uh, pretty much like baseball for me. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I wasn't. I was never the baseball guy. My sister played softball and shit. And so, like, I was around that stuff. Not to you be know? rude, girls that play softball, shut lesbians. Up. Shut oh. up. First of all, <laughs> yes, but also, shut up. All yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I've we been get hit it. You're by fucking stronger than me. Okay. Okay. All right. I've seen, dude. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I'm telling you. There's something Thighs like girls. Though, bro. Dude. Oh my God. Damn. Those in the volleyball girls. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Also, how do any of them have rotator cuffs? And there's always one of those girls walking around the knee brace at school. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> 16 years old, both knees braced up. <laughs> Every time. Every Yeah. Those are tough, tough taxpayer tough money to that. bitches, though. Dude, oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking sure. tough. Uh, <laughs> where the fuck was I going with this? Basketball. Oh yeah, played a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was decent. I was all right. I enjoyed it a lot, though, but I, I, I actually came over here for summer one time. 
and got to go to the basketball camp uh, for um, Columbia Falls High School. Mm. That was pretty cool. Did did uh, pretty well. Probably should have gave a shit in high school and like kept doing sports. But it's like four, Columbia Falls basketball camp. It's like fourteen kids. They're like. <laughs> 15 years old driving their dad's trucks to work and That's shit. It's pretty like much, yeah. Three dads Especially that at that time, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially at that time. No, I got a farm I did permit. Not, I was the worst at high school. Like, I was smart, but I fucking hated being there. And so I, love, I just never was. You I know? love after a couple beers, he goes, I'm smart. And his hand went up. <laughs> Me? This, <guy. laughs> this much. <laughs> I'm this smart. <laughs> but yeah, didn't, uh, they didn't let me fucking do sports for very long. <laughs> yeah. Mine was a little different. Uh, so my dad taught my my early years, and my grandpa, who was this gigantic German guy. I mean, I feel like he was 6'4", huge, quiet, hardworking, worked for the railroad, didn't say a lot. Randley would speak German. and uh, But he was uh, he became the manager and the coach for like the later years of me playing. And then somebody who moved into town, their husband wanted to do it all, and they push that old man out and at the same time because i was already like not liking baseball as much because there i was having so much fun at it mm. and there were people that were taking it serious yeah. all of a sudden to a level where it wasn't fun started getting work yeah, yeah. you know if you like i would get into a flow a flow state and do good but i gotta be happy mm. you know at that point and then like there were guys like what the fuck and it's like dude it's the beginning of the game i'm gonna warm up like fucking take it easy yeah. let me do my thing and like and then plus like pushing him out i fucking walked i never played baseball again and but the cool cool part of that to come around from that sad thing, uh, my dad was like, uh, "So you've been playing catch with Jack?" And I'm like, well, "We play a lot of hockey and we do jujitsu and stuff." And he's just like, "Have you been throwing the ball around?" I'm like, "No, we play hockey and skate together and do jujitsu and stuff." And he's like, "Why aren't you playing baseball with your kid?" And he goes, "I'll send your gloves." My dad had my very first glove I ever owned, little kid glove, and he has the last glove I ever played with. So that's what me and Jack play catch with. That's pretty rad. Yep, that is pretty cool. All right, so we're getting towards the end here. I've got to talk about a huge issue in our culture right now. Okay. It's massive. Our culture, says he. Yeah. America. Okay. All right. Why the fuck did we move to a system where we have assigned seating at movie theaters? What? Yeah. Assigned fucking seating. I thought my Spider-Man tickets to where I took Jack was because it was like opening weekend. Nope maybe some movies aren't because I guess I've only been to, I've been to two movies since the pandemic kicked off. <laughs> we had party time for a few years. <laughs> the, the pandy wandy. And uh, yeah, so I've been, I went to Northman a few weeks ago and then I just, I just went to, uh, I just went to fucking Top Gun a couple oh, days God, ago. I got to steal it tonight. Awesome. Fucking awesome. Uh, by I heard the way. a couple people have came out. In fact, Chad Hindall, shout out to Chad. Mm-hmm. Like we always do. Chad's got the strange mm-hmm. range support. Uh, he made a really cool post where he listed a bunch of movies. And he was like, and I'm adding Top Gun to that as one of the movies that's as good or as a sequel that is as good or better than the original. 100% agree. 100% agree. I thought it was going to be so fucking goofy. And like, I was like, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of fan service. But it was in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I won't give anything away, but like, it's. So well done. I do have one question though. Mm-hmm. Um, without giving away any details of the story, was the interaction of Goose's son not liking Tom Cruise because he blamed him for his dad dying? Was that did that feel like real or did it feel forced? Because um, I saw it on the tra- by so the way, I'm the trailer. Let me put so. it this way: the trailer was very much a creative editing situation. Really? So it didn't do it justice? Uh, no, the the relationship was very realistic. Um, there was obviously a lot of like early to early twenties angst kind of stuff oh, behind gotcha. it, you know, but it felt real. I'm the hot sheet young guy in a plane. Kind of. Yeah. Like it was, 
if really well done that relationship was was perfect uh, fucking perfect like and i don't know if they ever will and i kind of almost hope they don't but they could they could 100 percent write a new part of that series okay Goose's boy okay yeah really fucking well done really if, fucking well done. they're giving the fans with that go ahead just to get back to the fucking the theater thing mm-hmm. okay so i get in <laughs> so we sit down the colton has been buying the, the tickets for us so we're, we all have seats in the same row or whatever yeah again i think it's fucking stupid we've we've been able to get along with with not having assigned seats in movie theaters for uh-huh. since movie theaters okay that's why you come early yeah yeah okay so we get in there and this was opening night of this movie God damn it <laughs> which again like i knew that there was going to be people there but like since the old pandy wandy, it has gotten a little fucky, and like you don't know like if there's actually gonna be a crowd around. Like well, we have or a new crowd gonna here too. Yeah, or and actually, I noticed that was a lot of the people, and but it it did feel kind of nice. There was, I mean, that theater was just about full by the time the movie started, which was cool, just because like it felt normal again, right? Mm-hmm. Problem is, this big group came in. We were in the back row, and uh, this big group came in, probably twelve of them, and took up the row in front of us. Right after that, there was this group of fucking high school baseball kids with the fucking flippy hair and the goofy hats way up top on their head and all that shit, you know? Oh, God. And, like, you could tell they were just having, like, bros night. Like, they were yeah. all wearing their fucking team gear and shit. And, like, you know, like, I, ex- I was expecting them to just be obnoxious fucking shitbag high school kids. So, you, you, know? you, you, you fucking, you, you saw them. Yeah, you, I was, you, you I was knew watching. Was going, you knew. But they came up, and they were, they were going to sit down. And they're all looking at their tickets, and they're, like, trying to sit in their assigned seats, right? Oh, fuck yeah. But they look over, and, and the, that fucking big group that came in before them is sitting in all of their seats. And so they're standing there, like a big group, like most of the baseball team is standing oh, on the shit. fucking stairs looking like, well, what do we do? I'd back well, what do up, we do? Though. Yeah, well, yeah, because then I started listening to them, and they're like, well, I don't want to sit there because then if, if that's someone else's seat, then there's yeah. going to be more problems. So they're being logical. Yeah, so, like, what do we, so they're like being nice and like talking to these people next to them, like, hey, we got we got tickets da 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 da. He's like, where 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 you guys? What do your tickets say? And of course, the guy was like, right here, bro, right here. These are our tickets. And so like either well, no, they're not. No, uh, so either dude, the fucking like either the fucking movie theaters doing the same thing the airlines do now, and they're overselling seats. Very possible. Very possible. But like that seems easier to manage. You you have a very fine. I mean, you have a finite amount of seats in both places, but still, like a movie. I'd rather lose a seat in a movie than I would a ticket on a plane. For sure. I've and there was open before. seats. That's the thing because it wasn't oversold. There was open seats down towards the bottom. So like uh-huh. this group definitely just. But that, all that does is cause problems for that reason because like the high school kids were saying like yeah I can sit down in an open seat. But then someone else is gonna get fucked if if that just what take that out of the equation take yeah. the fucking assigned seating out. People mm-hmm. are still going to like, if it's a social distancing thing, which I'm sure that's the only thing I can think of anymore for like a reason for that. Yeah. Nobody ever sits in the seat between two groups anyway. There's always an open seat between those two people. It always, every time you, you know, you don't, I don't fucking share a fucking two armrests with people. I don't know. Like that doesn't, it's uncomfortable and I don't have to do it. So I'm not going to do it. Oh, take dude. that out of the equation. There's no problems anymore. There's no problems. Before it was like this too. Like when I would go with a girl to a movie, mm-hmm. which is rare. I, mean, I don't do but like. When a good movie comes out, mm-hmm. like I get that, uh, you know, those member berries of like back yeah. in the day, right? When, yeah. you know, we rarely went to movies, mm-hmm. but it was a big deal. When I take a girl there, I look for a spot uh, more so that's just open. Mm-hmm. I want space on, on the other side of her and the other side of me. Well, now, like, I took my son to his first movie and I didn't realize that either. I walk into a movie theater and I'm like, oh, some stranger's going to sit six inches from my son. Mm hmm. 
And so I'm actually, once again, looking for more open areas. But yeah, the assigned seating guy takes that away. And you have no idea who's going to come sit next to you. It's so bizarre. Like, it just seems like such an unnecessary fucking thing that some dickhead in a suit was like, mm-hmm. I got an idea. Yep. Being able to buy tickets online now and just pick them up at the kiosk, that's kind of cool. But like, you don't yeah. fucking let me get there early and it's try nice and get to a good seat. It's secure the ticket ahead of time. Yeah. But the, but there's two different games, which is securing the ticket and securing the seat. Yeah. It's just it's just so fucking goofy. It's just one of those things. It just doesn't seem just just yeah, not necessary. Yeah. yeah, dude. It does. It fucking really gets my goose, you know? Okay, so since we're on Chase's tub, uh, subject right now, and I don't want to forget this, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, so Winnie the Pooh just hit public domain, which means that it is that character, those characters are available now. You can write, if I wanted to write a Winnie the Pooh book right now, I could do that and publish it and get paid for it without having to have any kind of like agreement with Disney or whoever owned it before. That's crazy. And um, almost immediately, uh, Somebody made a Winnie the Pooh horror movie that's coming oh, out. Yeah. Like, a, it's coming out Blood in a few months, or do we know when it's coming out? It just came out May twenty fifth. It's out. Yeah. Okay. And it and when did it hit to public domain? January. Uh, it was January. January. So real quick, uh, so this is the main thing. Before we start recording, we're trying to figure out which is how this copyright law works. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to read this verbatim. Uh, as per the law, the works of corporate entities or pseudonyms authorship become available in the public domain after 95 years from the first publication or 120 years after creation whichever ends first the first ever collection of stories about Pooh was released in 1926 winnie the Pooh by a.a mine so that's interesting because that there is a lot of like if you get into like if you're looking up patents there's all kinds of shit that's patented that has never been produced. It was someone that had an idea. And it's like, hey, I got to throw a patent on that so now yeah. I can use that idea. Yeah. And so that's what they're saying. So you People might not own patents to ideas that never became anything, but yeah. they sit on them. When the technology will get better, they can make that thing. And that is actually the basis for why those patents expire eventually yep. and go into the public domain. Yeah, yeah. So I looked into it a little bit and I thought this was kind of interesting. The government did it with weed, by the way, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, all you people out there that think the government's against weed, they're not. They're for money, right? Yeah. Uh, countries are businesses and you have to, you know, the business is making money to take care of your people. Uh, yeah, when weed started to become legal and they were still pushing back on it, they copyrighted strain names. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Insane. So Insane. that literally lots of people take advantage of these copyrights if you're smart enough to know the, the years. And you, I think yeah. it's public domain to look up the timing. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. It's all it's all available because you can look up the patent numbers or you can search for certain products and associate the patent numbers and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But um, what's interesting is it's actually constitutionally protected that those expire eventually. Good. Yeah, it is good, and I, didn't, and I never thought about it. I like it just never dawned on me how important that that would be. But the purpose for it originally was for. Um, progressing science and medicine mm. which is interesting because if somebody has a patent on and that's why you've been in the last couple of years um i just made the connection actually the patent for boner pills just came up yeah and so now for hims is putting out oh, boner yeah. pills those, and yeah. like you know but it's the exact same uh chemical makeup and ingredients as um viagra it's the same thing mm-hmm. and you're allowed to you're you're just allowed to make viagra now yeah and put it under your name and so that was basically the founding fathers wanted to make sure that everybody was going to be able to have boner pills forever, you know? And did, so they put it in the constitution. That's but, freedom. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come. Uh-huh. We're going to let these boner pills get to everybody. And the pulp was going to have dicks, <laughs> uh, hard dicks. Yeah. 100% dude. Uh, I, I love that. And, and, also, like the medical side of it too. I mean, you're more likely to continue to push a treatment because you make so much money off of mm-hmm. it than pushing that money maker treatment aside for a cure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and from a less nefarious standpoint, like um, there are things where maybe you not have a Nosferatu. Yeah, less Nosferatu. Like, you can just get blood anywhere now. There's no, <laughs> not even a patent on it. You can just just get it. It's crazy. Uh, but there's 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 ideas or concepts that people have that maybe right now it would be too expensive. You know, maybe somebody has a, and I think this kind of happened with like the AIDS medication. It would have been too expensive to do the research and develop, you know, machines and processes and yada, yada, yada down the line to actually get medication into people's hands. I'm sure there's more to it. I'm not saying that that's what happened with AIDS medication, but which is released now. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, but you know, eventually those, those processes or machines or whatever it is are Mm -hmm. going to be developed for other things at some point. And at that point it'll become cheaper to produce those things. And so maybe you sit on that patent for a while until someone else gets the rest of the infrastructure in place to where you yeah. can move forward with whatever that idea is at a more cost-effective rate. You oh, know? absolutely. That's super smart. But it's just, I, I don't know. I just thought that was, I just never had thought about it. I was just thought about a patent as like, you know, like a kind of a forever thing. I didn't, I guess yeah. I never thought about, never realized that they expired. South Park did an episode on that with uh, the chiefs, right? Yeah. 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 You know that they, yep. he bought it and just like had the phone line and yep. everything. Yeah. 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 That's a, but yeah, so Winnie the Pooh, that's that fucking movie. Holy shit, the visuals look fucking it terrifying. It looks nuts. I want to watch it. Actually, I might watch it tonight. Yeah, did you I see the picture of Piglet? Uh, it was a pig with like tusks. Let's see. No, I've just, I it's think a I've crazy just art Pooh. style, dude. I'm stoked on it. Janice doesn't like the idea of it just because like, you know, connection to like childhood memories and whatnot. But it's the same <laughs> thing with like, you know, people that get weird about new Star Wars stuff and they hate it just because it's new. Like, it doesn't have to ruin what you remember just if you don't like it don't watch it 100 <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah dude but like that winnie the pooh movie i'm definitely watching that looks it looks crazy oh my god yeah piglet looks piglet's huge it's huge and just fucking terrifying looking the Pooh looks nuts too it's it almost look- like uh the strangers yeah like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like dead same kind of lighting too yeah that's gonna be good pretty wild Jeez, looking. the tusk on piglet oh so my god. fucking I think next year, maybe look it up and double check this, but I, Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse is hitting public domain because there was the first um, Steamboat Willie. Yep, was I think the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Which is crazy because they still use that cartoon to these to this day as like the um, the little pre-show like production video thing mm-hmm. before movies. Yeah, Mickey Mouse public domain. And I mean, 2024. 2024. Yeah. So that's, that's coming up quick, dude. Two years. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's going to be so much weird Mickey Mouse stuff out. For sure. And I mean... Mickey Mouse seems kind of culty at this point. Like, I don't I, dress my kid in Mickey shit. I wonder how you... Because I feel like they... Disney would have like some kind of... claim. They, Mickey Mouse is their logo. So yeah, I, wonder, I wonder how that works. Something. Did you hear about them in Florida? Yeah. Dude, good for the state of Florida. Yeah. Not letting a corporation get involved in uh-huh. their law passing and, and their the writing of laws and statutes and stuff like that. I think that's amazing. It's weird because I've heard so many people on the opposite side of that argument. Because it's like you, you just you just like being able to go to Disney, Disney World. You know, like that's... Not- well, we, we've seen some Disneys. <laughs> yeah. There are people that are obsessed with Disney. Yeah. Like I hung out with this girl Hannah. She ain't gonna listen to this. <laughs> this Disney girl, adults Hannah. creep me out, man. I to a to a certain degree, I understand it. Like there's uh-huh. movies that my wife still really loves, and like I get it. Yeah, but yeah the yeah. ones that are just get like obsessive. They're wearing Disney shirts all the time. They go Disney tattoos once a year, fucking, twice a year. Yeah. the Disney tattoos. Yeah, like, they got the sure they've got stuff yeah. on their cars. Yep. Yeah, this girl Hannah that I hung out with for a while. I mean, Goofy. rock solid smoke show, just a smoke hammer, right? And uh, but that was her thing. 
Like a couple times a year, she would come to Disneyland, wear the ears, all that stuff, was super into it. And I was just like, that's so unlike the rest of you, but it was her obsession. It's fun. I get it. Disney's fun. Like it's a, yeah. but but like I, you know, I went once. The last time I went was like almost ten years ago now. Yeah. Oh. And like I'll go again now. Now that I've got you know my kid's gonna be four next year. Like uh-huh. we're getting to that point where you know he'll have fun with that. Maybe yeah. one one or two more years after that. Maybe six. Well, years Jack old. would lose it at Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's like some Guardians cool, of the Galaxy you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And there's stuff there that I want to go do and like Marvel, go see. He'd love it. Yeah. Me too. But it's make not, a like, lightsaber. But I ain't gonna fucking on my you know I'm not not gonna, twice a year. No. No. Bro. Get tattoos. Maybe if Stickers I lived, if I was, if I lived in Anaheim, I'd probably go there more often. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. Yeah. But not, no, fuck no, fuck no. <laughs> My mom, when I was, uh, I think I was 15, my mom and my stepdad bought plane tickets to go to Florida and they decided to leave us at home. What? <laughs> Left us at home and went to Disney World for a week. Without, I mean, baller they move, never, no, no, no. Still. They never took me to Disneyland. Oh my god! Like that was never. Th- I went to Disneyland on my own with a with a different group. Like I, I paid my money that I worked for Holy and shit for when shit. I was a kid. My parents never took me to that shit. You know, <laughs> they no just fucks and they just. So we're leaving for a week. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like supposed to stay with another family, right? I got in a fight at school that week. And I think it was right before they left. But I knew that that letter was going to be coming in the mail and I was supposed to be staying somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I knew what day I can't remember how I knew what day it was going to get delivered or maybe I checked a couple times. But I jumped on my bus, went home, snuck in through the back door, found the, the fucking mail key that the house sitter was supposed to have. Yeah. And left it on the counter. Went and grabbed that letter, fucking ripped it up, threw it in the neighbor's garbage can. They never found out about it. Oh shit. I had, I had fucking detention or like in school suspension or whatever for like mm-hmm. that whole week. But I just told I told the family I was supposed to be staying with that I had something going on. It was like study hall or some some shit. I went and did my shit. My parents never found out about that. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> and so that's what lucky. you get for fucking leaving me and going Absolutely. to fucking Florida without yeah. me. Good and then for you. Fucking like Remy and I, and he'll he'll probably listen to this episode. We fucking bought a bunch of. Had, I think his dad bought us beer, and we went and got wasted at my mom's house. I think that's the only time I ever drunk, got drunk at my mom's house. Oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was dude, like, I'm like, you awesome. got to. I, my parents are in Florida right They're now. They're Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. dude. I ain't yeah. worried about no one's fucking coming home right now. You know, they had just bought a hot tub. If I remember right, we we had just got that hot tub. <laughs> I was having a good time that weekend. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck those guys. I never, dude. My parents didn't go on vacation. I never got left home. That shit did not happen. And if it was going to happen, they'd be like, well, you're going fucking somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking good memories, dude. <laughs> All right, you ready to wrap this one up? Yeah, yeah. Sounds right. good to me, buddy. Oh, we'll fucking stay strange. We'll be back at it next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Fucking A, boys. I've actually been getting this shit out on Wednesday, too. So. I know, man. I'm super proud of it, dude. Like, we've been fucking killing Once it. Once a week, fucking Mostly getting it. Chase. We're getting it, man. <laughs> We're fucking getting out there. Hey, hit me up for fucking stickers. I want to see some stickers on some rigs when I'm driving Absolutely. through town. Absolutely. Yeah, hit us up. Like, uh, we talked about giving that, doing that giveaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and comment, subscribe, all that shit. And, Get at um, us. The first, okay, so this is dropping this Wednesday. The first person that sends me a message, I'll send, I'll send stickers out to. Hell yeah! All right, awesome. hit, hit us up. Either, just, just hit us up on the Facebook page, uh, Stranger Inch Facebook page. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! Sounds good to me. All right, episode, episode thirty six. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck yeah, buddy. Nice.